The Gonzo Fatherhood Podcast is brought to you by Utiligrip. Utiligrip is the incredibly simple and Texas-owned firearm storage invention that is 100% made and manufactured in the United States. And from right now until the end of March, when you use the promo code GONZO, you will get 10% off everything at utiligrip.net. Originally, these guys created a method for holding and displaying surfboards. Then after some modifications, they realized they could actually hold a gang of things, including safely securing firearms. Utiligrip installs in your home, at an outpost, duck blind, or campsite in only minutes, but it lasts a lifetime. Check out the show notes and follow them on Instagram and Facebook for more info. Again, that promo code is G-O-N-Z-O for 10% off at utiligrip.net. Mom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be on. Uh, for those of you guys that are uh, tuning in, this is uh, this is my mom, Deborah, the <laughs> the woman, the myth, the legend. <laughs> so first off, we're starting about forty minutes late because oh god, you messaged me uh, about two minutes before we're supposed to start, saying I'm gonna eat some tacos real quick. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm going to make myself a drink because I'm going to need a drink. And then we troubleshot you with Zoom. Yes. Uh, for, for about the next 30 minutes. Oh, and God. <laughs> we decided to scrap your phone altogether. Uh -huh. And you tried your husband's phone, Johnny's phone. Johnny's then, phone, yeah. And none of those worked. So you had to break into the neighbor's house and now you're zooming from yeah. the neighbor's house third time is a charm <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you Mom. and i'm hoping good I'm, I'm glad to see you too i'm excited nervous and uh, let the wheels whirl <laughs> <laughs> so um so first off happy valentine's weekend oh happy valentine's to you and alexa and the girls what are you guys gonna do well, um, we normally don't do anything on the actual Valentine's only because um, everyone else is doing the same thing and trying to get into restaurants. And with the whole COVID thing, uh, it's not a good idea. And plus it's freezing here in San Antonio. I mean, you know, freezing to San Antonio anyway. It's like uh, 30 degrees outside. <laughs> so... San Antonio freaks out, uh, but we definitely didn't because uh, Johnny still drove and got us some tacos. <laughs> well, um, where, 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 where'd you guys go get tacos from? Um, some place right here on Marbach and 410. Uh, hmm. They're pretty good. Um, uh, you can't go wrong with tacos and no one was in line because everyone was smart to stay off the roads. But anyway. <laughs> Marbach and 410, so that high price neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the thugs are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> they only work at night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you going to make some of those famous San Antonio trash snowmen? <laughs> Just look like straight up garbage. I'm not mad at y'all. I'm not mad at y'all, though. But when I see the snowmen that y'all make, I'm just like, oh, it's all pieced together. There's like leaves that are t making up most exactly. of it. Exactly. 
and freaking yard citations just i don't know <laughs> and the limbs from the trees and all that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all mixed in mm -hmm. yeah yeah we'll see what happens careful Mio. there's a lot of good gravel in there <laughs> well not over here because you know i live in a new subdivision now so my bad kind of stepped up my game <laughs> Every, it's always subdivision why don't, they, why don't anybody ever live in a division is that something <laughs> is that next level nobody told you <laughs> <laughs> so everybody uh everybody's probably listening uh wants to know they're curious about how how you grew up well yeah when i was growing up i remember my mom and my stepdad would uh we would get Fred's fish. Of course, now it's, I don't know, the prices are outrageous right now on the, on that. Are they really? And they're not even worth it. Yeah, it's more crust than fish. I don't know what the heck's going on there. Yeah, <laughs> so, for the, so for those of you guys who are listening that don't know about Fred's Fish Fry, it is a obvious front for the mob uh, fish restaurant. His family really didn't like my sister and I uh, because uh, my mother was older than my dad. Mm. I, I mean, then my stepfather. And uh, he was young and my mother, I think, was like four or five years older. And uh, of course, they didn't want him to get with a woman that had children. Mm -hmm. So uh, once we got past that, um, you know, he was it was pretty good. The only thing was is um, they'd always drink and uh, he'd always want to fight everywhere we went. You know, we always had like gatherings and it was always with his family. Uh, and my mom's family, the Orozco's. And um, most of the times, um, you know, either he got in a fight at the barbecue or he got in a fight with my mother when we got home. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty much it. But for, you know, putting that aside, for the most part, even though I, you know, looking back, I think like, I guess we did kind of grow up poor, but mm -hmm. I don't remember ever being without anything, even mm -hmm. though, um, you know, we always had food. We, we never had to struggle with that. Uh, my mother always cooked, always mm -hmm. made some awesome tortillas, which I never learned to make. The mm -hmm. only thing I picked up from her was the rice. But anyway, at any rate. Um, we love that rice. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was uh, it was okay. Uh, our teenage years were a little different. Uh, you know, we were all, always pretty close because it was always about Sunday barbecue. Mm. Even though sometimes it didn't always end up the way you would probably want it to end up, but I didn't know mm -hmm. any different. I yep. just knew I didn't like it in the end, you know. So um, uh, my teenagers were pretty, pretty good. Uh, things kind of changed with my stepdad, and you know, I guess they had a didn't know how to handle uh, teenage girls in mm -hmm. high school, and uh, so I started working. Um, when I was 14 years old, I remember what the minimum wage was back then. If it wasn't $4.15, it was definitely $4.25. Nice. And I was in high school. So I helped my mom and my stepdad. I gave them all of my check. And I pretty much was working like 40 hours a week. Any, any hours that wow. they would give me, I would do it. And uh, Where'd you work? Um, at Wendy's was my first job. Oh, and it's okay. still there on uh, Military in Westfield. 
in what we call it hamburger hill mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what we used to call it when we were in high school i don't know if you remember that yeah. um but I, I went to john jay so that was uh, the hangout and yeah i got caught giving away free burgers <laughs> <laughs> after the game i i actually th i think wendy's was uh, alexa's job i'm not sure if that really? was her first job i think it was yeah did really did, did they still have a fred's fish fry at at uh at, they did and they still do. But they, they had Fred's Fish Fry when you were in high school? Yes. Oh my God. It's been around for a long time. From what I remember and um, growing up, my memories, uh, we also did move a lot. Uh, when I was younger, I wasn't raised with my father, uh, the father who um, gave me his name. <laughs> and uh, my dad, Bill, uh, my mom and him were divorced uh, probably before I started walking. Mm. And uh, my mom remarried and remarried. Uh, so I kind of grew up with my stepfather, which is uh, two of my siblings father. And mm -hmm. uh, so that was most of, I think when I was three years old and- uh, Eat it. That's basically Fred's <laughs> fish fry. And, but for some reason you get it with tartar sauce and you squeeze the lemon on it and you're like, whatever, this is fine. I'm okay. Yeah. But it's pricey yeah. now. I can't believe it's expensive. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, what changed? It's still the same thing. But anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's still around. So a um, handful. And there's one right across from John Jay. There and, is. <laughs> and it is basically what the, it's like a, it's like a rectangle of fish. So imagine just a real bad fish stick just got squished. And then they're like, <laughs> here. So, so was it strict in the household? It was very strict. Um, how would you, yeah. how would you describe it? Um, I mean, my, and I don't, I, I kind of hesitate to speak bad about it but it's just my memory of it my mom's no longer with us um but she was really strict and a little bit um racist <laughs> and um although they had friends that were of other ethnicity um we could not have those type of friends but anyway uh it was pretty strict um we weren't like and I thinking back, they didn't want to expose us to any negativity, even though we were exposed to the wife beating and the fights sure. at the barbecue. You know what I mean? Yeah. But course. as far as uh, watching TV shows, there was a TV show and I never we only had one television set and we weren't mm. allowed to watch. Um, there was a show called Mary Hartman. And once we heard Mary Hartman, mm -hmm. Mary Hartman, my mom would say, Debbie, Stevie, Sankas, everybody, you know, it's time for bed. So we knew it was time for bed at that time because mm. they were going to watch their show mm -hmm. um, on TV. So we really couldn't watch anything that was um, that had any, I guess, like kissing or any anything that had to do with growing up. I went to, I'm a teenager. Uh, you know, she never spoke to me about, uh, you know, things we never had to talk or anything mm. like that uh, but you know if you missed your curfew you were definitely going to to hear it so sure. um 
I got a lot of beatings <laughs> yeah. as I was growing up. And, and what she use? Uh, a, <laughs> a belt. And I, and I was, for the most part, I was a good kid. I, mm-hmm. I didn't get in trouble. I wasn't breaking the law. Well, you were the um, oldest, well, right? You know, I was the oldest and always had to babysit in the summer. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, always had duties. How, how, what, what's the year separation? Because you were the oldest. Well, and what? How many kids and, uh, two, and the youngest? And, five. five it's kids. two years between uh, the next one is Alma and then two years between uh, Raj and then the boys are one year apart. My mom had three kids oh, okay. three years in a row. So um, just laying it out. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha um, needs more of these biases. Yeah. <laughs> so I always had to babysit and I, it, it was just, it was a tremendous responsibility for, you know, for me to have to babysit kids that did not listen. You know, they were always <laughs> fighting and, and uh, you know, just doing random stuff. And then when I was in high school, you know, um, I really, looking back, I don't think I was a bad kid, mm-hmm. but when, whenever my mom thought I was, she'd use a belt, mm-hmm. she'd use her hand, or she'd ask us to go and get a little uh, switch from the tree. Yeah, yeah, the old and, switch. Um, yeah, she's, and we'd have, like an idiot, we'd go get it until I think one time I said, you go get it. She said, what? <laughs> Whoops. She goes, I said, yeah. And I stuck to it. I didn't go get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of getting my own beating thing. Uh, <laughs> tools here. You go get them. You're going to beat me. You get it. I'm not yeah. making it easy for you. You, put you know, work so, <laughs> so I, I remember telling her, she goes, go get a varita. That's what she used to call it. Um, and I said, you go get it. And she goes, go and get it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go get it. Mm-hmm. You want to hit me? you go get it. So she went and got it. And uh, well, you know, the end result was still the same, but <laughs> yeah. it felt good to be a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I know um, all about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, um, having, having the boys though, that had to be helpful, right? Probably one of the reasons why you never went without, because if the neighbors had it, y'all had it. Oh, <laughs> Well, I was pretty much out of the house by then. Okay. Um, yeah, All I right. was out of the house by then. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. And then I came back. And <laughs> then I came back. But yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't the ideal upbringing. Uh, sure. But then again, which one? You know what? What is? But um, I. I don't fault my mom for whatever she did because she didn't have a good upbringing either you know she mm-hmm. uh didn't grow up with her mother she grew up with the grandmother you know um mm-hmm. uncles that were uh, don't deserve the word uncle behind yeah. their name uh but you know so it, it's just a generation so what i thought or at least i thought uh is that i would not try to do that with my children you know sure. what i mean that i would try not to be the the uh, you know, and I, and abuser is, is, a, is a harsh word, but I didn't want to be an abuser. I did cuss a lot that I say I still do. <laughs> the method that I remember y'all talking about, and I think the younger, the younger boys, they still were going through it when I was, when I was a baby was yeah. um, if they were cursing, then they'd have to get like either hot sauce or a jalapeno or something like that. Um, yes. I think that's, I think that's an old, I think that people still use that. Yeah. Or soap. 
Soap, of course. Yeah. Yep. I remember that as well. Yeah, I didn't remember that. There's a lot of things I don't remember until someone taps into my memory. Um, <laughs> I remember like if, if you're if you're acting up to um, putting some uncooked rice on the floor and having the kneel on it. Um, that's yes. Old, that's an old Vietnam technique. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, yeah, my mom did do that. And sometimes it was beans. And I'm like, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand what that was going to do. Well, who I mean, comes even, up with and, that? And you have to, huh? Who comes up with that? It's so mean. Cruel. It is cruel. I remember having to kneel and put the rice on there. And then, I, and you couldn't uh, lay, lay, uh, sit back down on your, on your heels. You had to be upright. on your knees. All the way. And I was like, yep, mm -hmm. it's all or nothing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and if you try to, she'd hit you on the head or whatever. Nope. Uh-uh. Yeah. That was uh, equivalent to timeout. <laughs> yeah. The Mexican way. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Rat Ray. I don't know. But it was it was definitely cruel. Um, I never yeah. I never did that to your kids. Never. Uh, mm -hmm. That was. Um, yeah. We didn't have we didn't have the leftover rice. <laughs> That's right, because we ate it all. <laughs> But uh, it, it, it was it was tough. Uh, they were definitely strict. Um, uh, I, many times, uh, my mom embarrassed me, slapped me in front of my friends. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, at the skating rink. I mean, it, you know, there's a time and a place for <laughs> discipline yeah. for sure. your kids. And apparently, it was the more you embarrassed me, the more you, the, the better you felt, I guess. I don't know, sure. but it, it, it was tough. And my friends and my friends, I remember one of the times that she slapped me, um, I mean, probably deserved it, but she didn't have to do it in front of my friend, Lucy. But anyway, mm -hmm. we, uh, I thought my mom wasn't home. So my friend, cause I used to drive to school. It was an ugly car, but my of friends, course. I was the only one with the car. So I said, Oh, let's go home. My hair didn't come out that great. Like who cares? So we're driving home and I, cross paths with my mom and my aunt Diana, right on Zebra and 410. And I was like, oh, heck. And my mom <laughs> goes, you know, oh my God. I, I can see it vividly. I probably remember what blouse she was wearing. That's how vivid it was. But uh, she came out, she goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I was gonna go home and wash my hair because I, I didn't like the way it looked. Pah! She slapped me, get your ass back to school. I was like, oh my God, it was so embarrassing. My friend Lucy was sitting in the car <laughs> and I was, she goes, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, uh, they used to call me Debbie. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's okay. And she, but they already knew how my mother was. Yeah, sure. So they weren't like surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom meant, my mom meant well, she wanted us to succeed. Uh, mm -hmm. she, she just didn't go about it the right way. So which, uh, which skating rink are you talking about? Skateland West. Skateland right West. Skateland West has been around forever. It'll outlive us all. Yeah, I remember one Dollar uh, Tuesday mm. when I was in high school. You skate from seven to ten. In all, <laughs> in all of like the bad neighborhoods in San Antonio, um, they're always trying to get you to do something on Tuesdays. Like <laughs> really? Yeah, I remember. I remember Westlake Mall. They had this. Uh, they had this arcade, Robotar, and on. Tuesdays yes. it was like 10 token Tuesday they're like come on in on Tuesday and you get 10 tokens instead of four or five or whatever it was um yeah yeah I used to, I, I mean I I used to love it 
So you always knew it was going to be a, a hard time if you guys went to the skating rink and, and your mom had a cup of rice with her. <laughs> I, I bet if she could, she'd kneel us right there in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be a couple skate. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couple of chingazos. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so you got to you got to high school and I came along at the very end of high school, yeah? I was in high school and I had a friend named uh, Tony who was dating a guy named Louie uh, that was friends with what became your dad. Um, and I really had just met them or met him. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember it was a Sunday I was restricted and, and uh, didn't, he didn't have a car, came and picked me up and I wasn't supposed to leave. My, they would go to the market on Sunday to Castroville to Dizook Market, which is still there. It's grown a lot. And my parents would go and get uh, meat for barbecue because we were going to barbecue that day. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they left me babysitting uh, my siblings. And out of nowhere, the, here he came. I just, I had just met him like maybe six weeks. Wow. And uh, my friends started, uh, I started calling my friends because he, he couldn't get me back home. And I was like, oh my God. So I, everyone that I called said, dude, your mom's looking for you, man. She called over here. She came over here, you know, and uh, she said she's going to beat your butt when you get home because you weren't supposed to leave. And I was like, oh my nice. God. Well, at this point, I was already 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So I had just turned 18, not even a month. It was October the 10th. I'll never forget. Um, and I was, I tried really hard. And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to go home. <laughs> so, th so that's where it actually began because it was like, I just, in a sense, needed a place to crash mm -hmm. because I didn't want to go home. I was terrified. And um, I mean, it was, it was early on six weeks into knowing someone and you're basically thrown into a relationship that you didn't know, you know, like, sure. I don't know that it was supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, but you needed, all you I, needed him. I did. Like, and, and that's the circumstances that came up. Exactly. So um, I remember I didn't go home. I only had the clothes on my back because it wasn't something that I planned. Mm -hmm. um, um, I was just trying to be cool. But, you know, it came to the back of my head. We're like, you know what? you're 18. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not knowing, not knowing that it, that decision was going to affect me for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it, my mom didn't want to talk to me. She called the cops that she couldn't do anything because why? Because I was 18. Uh, I wasn't ready for something like that. I still had school to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it just let, it just... I literally had no clothes except for what I was wearing. I looked cute that first day, <laughs> but then, but then after that, oh my God, we all see me in the morning. Um, but, <laughs> but then, you know, that's, that's how that came about, you know, and uh, I, I got pregnant and then, um, you know, we had a, a, a fallout of course, because it was kind of like just thrown in relationship. Yeah. So I ended up back at home. Uh, I didn't know I was pregnant because, you know, I didn't know all of that stuff, the consequences of making decisions when you're not ready for them at yeah. such a young age. So I went home, 
my mom allowed me back. Her and my stepdad were uh, having their own turmoil, uh, you know, going through him cheating or whatever was going on with them. So uh, he didn't want me back home. And um, so my mom chose him and said, okay, well, you got to go. Literally, I had a few things with me and she told me I had to leave the house. So I got a little bag and started walking. And I was, and there was no cell phones, anything like that. Uh, Long story short, I had a friend named Yolis and she was married. She lived by Ingram and she took me in and I started staying with her for a little while. And then I found out, um, well, actually that's when I found out I was pregnant and my aunt Diana was there, I'll never forget. And she was there with my mother on my mother's side. So anyway, I left walking, ended up with my friend. And then um, that was my senior year and um, it was a scary time, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, what, you know, like, what am I going to do now? You know what I mean? Like yeah. no young girls think about the consequences of their decisions, uh, making adult, uh, decisions at such a young age and the consequence they face. Yeah. If something like this should happen, sure. uh, no, re- no regrets by all means. Uh, but it was just a child having a child. Yeah. Even if I was 18, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I was still in high school, you know. So anyway, uh, I ended up back over over there uh, uh, with your dad or whatever. And um, uh, we made a try to make a go of it. I tried to go back to school and, you know, back with my friends and didn't have any clothes. So my friend Lucy uh, loaned me clothes because your dad didn't work. And I didn't have any clothes and I didn't mm-hmm. really know of thrift stores or anything like that. Right. I mean, I suppose I could have done that, but I also needed money for that. So it was a little tough. Uh, so. Um, and my dad was 17 at the time too. Yes. So like well, <laughs> he's a kid too, kind of. Yes. Like you guys yes. are just well, both he, kids. Yeah. He told me he was 19 when yeah. I met him. And when I was there, his birthday came up and I thought he was going to be 20. And they said, he's 17. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it, yeah, from day one, I should have known. <laughs> oh, wow. So but, you met uh, him somewhere around your birthday. His birthday is at the end of November. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, wait, what? Oh, so he was 16. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of exciting, you know, like, um, knowing that, that I was going to have a baby and everything mm-hmm. was exciting. My friends were excited about me for me, you know, yeah. how cool. And then like, and then thinking back now, I'm like, that wasn't cool. What are we thinking here? You know what I mean? Don't do what I did. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Um, uh, but you know what? It, it made me grow up even more. I mean, girls and kind of grow up faster than boys, you know, yeah. uh, they usually want to leave the house faster than the boys. You know, the boys will stay. The girls want to leave, you know, especially if you're in, in a household that I was in. Yeah. Um, you know, if I, I mean, we always want to look back and say, I shouldn't, I should have just stuck with it. I would have graduated from high school. Mm. Uh, I would have graduated with my friends and it, it would have been okay if, even if I was pregnant, but you couldn't uh, go to John Jay and be pregnant. They would send you off to another school. Really? Because I remember yeah, you couldn't go to school pregnant. Whoa. I yeah. I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. Uh, I they, never saw it. Did they not want you pregnant. to be 
Did they not want you to be an influence or they just it, don't know how it works? It was, like maybe it'll spread. <laughs> don't touch her. <laughs> don't touch her. Yeah. Wow. But it was, it was, yeah. So I tried to go back to school actually. Uh, my mom helped me get back into school. And uh, so I got back into school and I started going, but it just wasn't the same knowing that my body was going to grow pretty soon. Yeah. And, you know, so it's kind of embarrassing and shameful because they look, they look at you at diff- in, in a different perspective. You know what I mean? Like, oh, see, you know, like, mira ella. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, that's what happens or that's what she gets. So I knew it. You know what I mean? And, sure. and honestly, we shouldn't be worried about what other people think. We should just concentrate on our, our, our goal in life. And if, and don't let anyone uh, get you off your lane. You know what I mean? Because I could have still stayed in my lane and I, and maybe not that school, but I could have went to another school and, and finished it. But there was just so many things. We didn't have a car. Your dad didn't work. Yeah. Um, I tried to, to, to get a job and um, we were really trying to make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have the means, the, the no paychecks coming in or anything like that. So it, it was it was definitely a difficult time, but I, I made it. And I got you and look at you now. So it was all worth it. Everything happens for a reason. And I firmly believe that. But they made it so hard for you. Like the environment was just not set up right. Like it just wasn't set up right. You know, like, um, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I'm going to say it because I say what Uh I think. But like (laughs) when you go over to a bar and um, they don't have the best pool tables, right? But they've got a pool table or something like that. And you pull mm-hmm. out and you, you know, you ask somebody to rack them and they rack them. And you know, when it's like a loose rack, yes. um, you know, you, you go, you go to break and two balls fly off and everything kind of stays there because it was a loose rack. And it's like, to me, it's like, you got a loose rack. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're treated a certain way. You're not taught certain things a lot of things are deprioritized you're deprioritized you have to take care of your siblings you're put in a situation where you're afraid to come home and Mm -hmm. that fear of coming home because you know what's coming if you go over there you know puts you in a situation then you end up now you have now you've got a kid on the way the high school's policy at the time is like if you have a kid you can't go here so it's a whole other thing. You gotta like re- you gotta go through that stigma, get out of the school completely, mm-hmm. go to another school. It's just like I don't know. When I think of the series of events, the way that the way that you explain it, it just doesn't seem. It just seems like you had a loose rack. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's very well put, actually. And it and it's not uh, saying anything bad about my mother because I really don't care too much about my stepfather. Um, but it, it was her circumstances as well. But we also have to start thinking like, how can I make it different for my children if I bring children into, into the world? Like, mm-hmm. you know, even if you do 10% different from what you did, that's still 10% different from what your mother did. Yeah. And we have to change the generation. Mm-hmm. So although I didn't, uh, I mean, I was, going to join the military. Yeah. And uh, I was 
gun hole on joining the military. I remember they came to the high school because they always tend to go to the less uh, privileged kids <laughs> and into hey. their districts. You got to go where the yeah. fish are biting. Yeah, where they where they feel like there's no way out of here. You know what I mean? And everyone's uh, upbringing is different. And and for someone like me, that was the perfect opportunity for me to get a career, get out of my house, because all I was thinking is like, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm 18. I can't wait till I'm 18. I don't have to be babysitting my kid. Uh, my, not, there weren't even my kids, my mom's kids. And we'd always have chores to do. Every time we came home, there was a list on the refrigerator, Debbie Mop, I'm gonna do this, Raj do this, whatever the heck, every day, you know? And then working at such a young age, not being able to keep my check, uh, you know, helping the family, which I don't think is, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, if my, they needed help, we needed help. I didn't know all of that. She'd give me 20 bucks. I think it was out of my check, but you know, even then I was grateful. Um, but I always knew that that's not what I wanted for, yeah. for my life and not even thinking kids, just thinking me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so of course we, I didn't get to do any of that, but that doesn't mean that I feel that I failed in life. I think yeah. I did pretty good, you know, um, with my kids and, you know, if they succeeded because of me or despite me, I'm okay with either one, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I love y'all and, and I, we can always do better. I could have done better, but, um, yeah. my home at home was, it was a difficult one. Once I hit my teenage years. Well, obviously I can't, I can't speak for, for Kevin and journey, you know, but for me, and you've probably heard me tell some of the stories on the podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things and there's a lot that I haven't mentioned, but there's a lot of things that you absolutely positively, I couldn't have done without you. You know, you, you spurred me along, you got me the things that I needed to, in order to be able to do things. So um, yeah, I, I, I can't speak for Kevin or I can't speak for Journey, who obviously is the reason that you and dad broke up because that's what Journey does. <laughs> ruins families. But oh my um, God. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, that I could have done better um, as well. Um, you know, a, as a kid, as a student, things like that. Um, I, I had a lot of potential. I don't think I realized all of it. At least I didn't realize it academically, but um, going this other route, um, trying to do as well as I can, you know, go, go in this route, but, um, I couldn't have been set up for all of that and all those experiences without you as a mom, 100%. So, um, no, you did, you, you know, you, you did good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so how was I, how was I as a kid? I think you were a good kid. I, I, I heard your, your podcast and you mentioned truancy and uh, all this, I'm like, what the hell? I never heard of that. That must have been kept for me, like many things were. I don't remember you being truant. I don't think I ever knew that. Uh, when yeah. when people ask me, like, oh, how are, you know, I always speak so highly of y'all because <laughs> I don't ever remember you throwing a tantrum in a store, like you see other kids throwing tantrums. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, it was like we're going to the store. This time you get to pick something or this mm -hmm. time you don't sure and you can pick something for ten dollars or whatever but you were really uh you were really a good kid and i always made sure that i had you dressed well i i know you remember some things of being poor or whatever but i always worked two jobs 
Mm -hmm. I work, I remember working at, um, I got hired again back at Wendy's, uh, good old faithful. Uh, Your girl's after I already had you and I, <laughs> and, but I worked at the one on the South side cause I stayed with my sister and, um, and I worked, uh, waitressing at night. So I was always exhausted, you know, and yes, I made time to, you know, go have a drink after my work, uh, my second job, but I always made sure that you were, you know, well-dressed and you mm -hmm. always, and I always knew that you were going to be somebody always, always knew it. I didn't know what you always spoke. Like when I grow old, I, I remember you wanted to be an attorney, mm -hmm. but you said you weren't going to stay, you weren't going to defend the crooks. And That's I'm like, the money okay, is. Well, That's where the money is. <laughs> and then, um, so you were always a good kid. You were in, um, gifted and talented in elementary. I remember mm. uh, that, that you came home and you told me, hey, mom, they want to put me in gifted and talented. And I just thought like, wow, what's that? You know, like <laughs> I was really excited for you. You know what I mean? Because you always did do well academically. And you always, at least I never saw, um, you had to study. You just did your homework, you know, like nothing. And I'm like, it just came so naturally to you, uh, mm. at least from what I remember. And um so I remember uh, always being so proud that you did so well and that I never had to worry. And then sometimes you'd ask me for some help. I'm not saying everything came that everything was, you know, just like nothing to you, mm -hmm. but you'd ask me for some help, help. And I couldn't even understand what it was. And I'm like, because you were in, in higher classes, even yeah. as in elementary. Mm -hmm. And uh, it always stumped me some of the stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the heck? That's thank god they didn't have this when i was growing up <laughs> lord knows what would have happened but anyway but you always did did well and i remember um when you got into junior high they wanted you to do the uh duke university gifted and talented program to go take the sats mm -hmm. uh and you were in seventh grade i believe mm -hmm. i just thought oh my god i made it a point to tell everyone but everyone in my family knew um, um, that you were a smart kid, mm. you know, they knew it, that you were very, very, you were going to be some, I don't know if they thought you were going to be somebody, but they couldn't deny it. I'm sorry, but it was very apparent that, that you were going places and, uh, we just didn't know where yet, you know? So, um, you went and I, I remember that you did pretty well on it. I, I couldn't tell you exactly whether you, you passed it or you didn't, but I remember just being so proud because of where I came from, you know, and I thought, man, that's freaking awesome. Look at him. Do you it's, remember uh, doing that? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It was somewhere right there on, um, health careers, I think. Yes. Yes, it's right over yeah. there by Hebner and uh, yeah, Fredericksburg. Yeah, and I just remember I was going there, and it's a bunch of you know high school students, and then me, you know, just smaller. A junior it. high, exactly. And you I'm were trying to taking it with the high school kids. I'm trying exactly. to track like, I was trying to track like exactly how to take it, you know, standardized tests. Like I had taken TOS and stuff like that, but um, just like trying to remember like what I should do if I don't know it. Am I supposed to answer? Am I trying not to guess? you know, doing an essay at that, at that point. And then everybody around is like dressed differently than me. Like I'm dressed like, like, uh, like I'm in a job interview, even though I'm in seventh grade. Exactly. You certainly <laughs> were. <laughs> and everybody else is, uh, everybody else is dressed like they're 
it's so funny because um, I see I see like young airmen and NCOs uh, at work, and if they come in on their off day and they're just dressed in like a hoodie and like jeans and stuff like that, I'm like, hey, what's going on? You 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 taking the SATs here or, or what's going on? Um, but that's how they were dressed. You know, they're they're wearing what they're supposed to wear. They're wearing a hoodie. They're wearing jeans. You know, and uh, yeah, I remember I remember taking it, uh, getting getting the score back and being like, okay, I mean, I don't, I don't know what any of this means. Um, exactly. And I, I did well. Um, it was their talent identification program. So uh, after that, I started getting, you know, things for uh, things for College. colleges and stuff and, and, and looking at what was going to be the next step. In seventh grade, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really, really soon. But backing it up, um, what kind of a kid was I like around outside of school, like in the in the neighborhood and stuff like that. Do you remember? Yeah, um, yeah, because we, you know, during the off and on, off and on again uh, relationship, we'd end up back with my mom. And then uh, I remember we moved to another apartment, but you'd, you'd play pretty well with the kids. And I remember, oh my God, I don't know if I should say this story. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, she took you to, it's called the Body Clinic. She had a clinic uh, that she had to go to a doctor's appointment, mm. and you were young. And uh, I was at work, and so when she came home, no, I was sleeping. Actually, I was sleeping because I worked waitress at night. But anyway, at any rate, she brought you home, and then she goes, "Ah, oh, este cabrón, you'll never guess what he what he did." And I'm like, "What?" She goes, "There was a little girl playing at the at the clinic at the barrio clinic." And then I told him, I said, because, you know, he was bored. And I said, go and play with that little girl. And, and, and you said, no way, grandma, that little girl is ugly. <laughs> and I was like, what? She goes, yes. I said, well, don't say that. Grandma told you that. And then you turned around and looked at her like, well, she is. <laughs> How old was I? You had to have been maybe six years old God, that maybe sounds six awful. yes God. and I was like you know my my mom was like <laughs> she came and told me these stories because she spent a lot of time with you while I was work working mm -hmm. and um, with the neighborhood kids we always tried and even the boys yes <laughs> so they'd get you some stuff and you'd have all <laughs> these toys and the toys that I I would buy you Mm -hmm. uh, with my hard-earned money uh, um, but <laughs> you know you always were dressed so cool and uh, it um, always seemed that you know you had a lot of toys and it always seemed like no matter what someone they would steal from you yeah the kids would steal from you yeah. and take your always take it take yeah. your toys because back then it was like a little sonic and, and it was this this wasn't at my my mom's house this was over there on west oak and um, we'd have to literally search the kids before they left because uh -huh. you, you had you had the little games that were this small. Uh, it was the Sonic you game. Move your I don't hand. remember but the Mega. Oh, the Mega Genesis. Or, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Do you remember that game? Okay. Yeah. So those yeah. games the Mega were Genesis. very very small. It was very very small. Mm -hmm. And we'd be looking for your games and you couldn't find them. Like your room was literally full of toys. It was like you were a spoiled kid. But uh, which it was were, like I was a spoiled kid or I was a spoiled kid. You were a spoiled kid because you were yeah. the only one. You literally yeah. had all the toys you wanted. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, I remember your 
they would end up missing. And I'm like, well, heck, nobody's in here except for you and your the neighborhood kids. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to start searching them before they left the house because, I mean, I'm not going to be buying them stuff. I'm buying it for you. I worked hard for that money. So um, for the most part, you got along with all the kids. I don't think you ever had any problems with um, any of, of the neighborhood kids, at least not to my recollection anyway. I, I, you were a good kid. I do remember when the, your cousins used to come over to grandma's house and there was a basket in the backyard. Do you remember? A basket? A grocery, a grocery basket. Okay. And it, and it was your cousin Denise. And I don't remember the other kids there, but you were in the back and you were on top of the basket pretending like you were Jesus. And like, <laughs> and Jesus said that you do this and you do that. And Jesus said, and I was like, you were so, so cute trying to preach to the neighborhood kids Yeah. <laughs> because we, because we would watch it on TV, you know, sure. and you, you, you know, and you were a sponge for good, <laughs> and, you know, these crazy you, televangelists. Oh my God. You, mm-hmm. yes, yes. That's exactly what it was. And then one time I, I remember you were standing on the back of grandma's couch and you were like this with your hands spread and you were like this. And like, like Jesus, like Jesus, I can't make that up. I cannot make it up. And I was like, what are you doing, Weddle? And you said, you were like this and you were like, I'm Jesus. Because grandma had a, a Jesus frame there. And you said that you were Jesus. And I'm like, oh my God. Super rude. But those are the, yeah, you were, you were, you were a good kid. I can't complain. And I could definitely see the girls doing that, by the way. 100 percent. if we were like yeah yeah those are really really good memories it it's unfortunate when you first become a parent um if you ever get you know to be one that you don't realize how fast time goes and that you have to capture those moments yeah and um I was always taking pictures back then I did my hardest to develop as many pictures as I could with the little portable cameras um and I still do it even with my phone uh, because you want to always look back at that, but you don't realize when you're when you're a parent that you are a parent. Uh, you're just going through life every day, yeah. and you kind of miss some of those things. But and I'm glad that we're able to go back and reminisce about your childhood and how sure. positive it was for me, anyway. Yeah. And uh, because I still don't think you were a bad kid. We're just talking about you that you were a bad kid as growing up, I don't see, I don't remember having, uh, like sleepless nights or, um, I mean, as you got older, you maybe were a little bit of a smart aleck, but I, I personally do not remember ever, um, stressing, uh, about you in school. Sure. That you were going to be somebody as long as you didn't, uh, make mistakes. I know that I didn't, want you to play sports because I was afraid you were going to get hurt. I didn't want you to be in baseball because I didn't want you to get hit in the face. I I mean, there was just all, I I lived in fear the whole, my whole life. (laughs) Who lives like that? Like who lives like that? Seriously. It's such a weird term to going to be somebody. That's a very, I'm sure that I'm sure that's other places, but that's so ingrained with me for San Antonio. It's like some going to be somebody going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means to be somebody or to not be somebody. I don't I don't know what the difference is. What do you think it meant 
when when you were a kid um, for somebody to think that somebody was going to be somebody or be someone? Admit, for me, and it still means, uh, and it doesn't mean, uh, oh, you're going to, I guess, that you're not going to end up in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it, it's in the Hispanic, and it's not only in the Hispanic. We got them in the Caucasians. We got them in the African-American, Asians, all, all type of races. Everyone has that type of family. So for me to say um, he's going to be somebody or they're going to be somebody, what that means is in my, in my mind, uh, as open-minded or closed-minded as it is, um, in my mind is they're not going to end up in jail. I'm not going to be having to bail them out. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I know I'm not going to be worried that he's going to do something like that. Um, like, like pick the wrong road. Mm in life. That's what it means for me. It doesn't mean like you're going to make a million dollars or you're going to have a six figure uh, thing. It just means that you're going to be an asset to society and not a menace to society. And uh, I always felt that uh, that was not going to be the case with you, mm. you know. Um, so it, it was important to me to even if we kept you sheltered from what was really going on in the childhood, at least I tried, um, that's not what I wanted for you. Sure. I wanted you to choose the right life, to choose the right path, no matter what it was, but just don't fall off that lane. You know what right. I mean? Because uh, it's very hard to come back. Can you talk to me about the time that I like fell off a balcony or something? I was like a baby. You fell out a window. It was a window. I wasn't was really clear on, on, on what it was. Where was this at? Yes. So um, it was just you and me. I didn't, uh, we were sitting in the living room. I lived, we lived on Euclid. It was, um, mm. I was on section eight. They went by your income. I didn't work. It was just you and I, and you were in a pamper and uh, I was sitting in the living room. I didn't have a TV. So we were just chilling there. I was listening to the radio and I had some drapes and the, and the way the, the window was, is you slid it to the side. It didn't mm. open up. It slid to the side. It didn't have a screen because we were on the second floor. So we were just sitting there. I was listening to the radio. Literally the couch was facing the window. You got behind the drapes. I don't know how you unhinged the window and you were out the window. You literally fell out the window to the first floor. <laughs> yes. At that, yeah, it, it, that wasn't funny, but there was, there was a girl that happened to be walking into the courtyard because it was, you know, uh, government housing. So she was walking into the courtyard, literally saw you coming out the window. She saw you falling out the window. Mm -hmm. And she told me that right when you were going head first and right when you were going to hit your body turned and you bounced. You literally hit the ground on your side and you bounced. And, and then, oh my God. So <laughs> I, I, oh my God. So I ran down the stairs and she had already called 911. She ran into her apartment because where she walked in, that's where her phone was. There was no cell phone. Oh. So she went in, called 911, called the ambulance. And uh, I went down and you were just like, uh, I said, oh, where are you okay? And you were in a pamper and I think you just had a t-shirt. You were probably maybe 16 months. Oh, dang. 
yeah, you were young, 16, maybe 18 months. And um, it was a very, I mean, but nothing happened. They did a, a CAT scan on you. They did everything. All you had were some abrasions on you. And um, very thankful that, that it wasn't anything worse than that. Well, I mean, it could be funny now, but even it's not funny for me, but it was a very scary time. I felt like I, I failed you as a parent. You know what I mean? Even though I was literally right there with you when you did that, you just got behind the drapes. And I don't know how you unhinged it. Curiosity got the best, best of you. I, I don't know, but it was, it was scary. And I'm glad that everything turned out okay. But yeah, you fell two stories to the, to the floor and it was like a graveled. Um, well, one story, right? You were on the second floor. Oh yeah. One story. Okay. Yes. One story, but still. <laughs> but yeah, that do? was, yeah. I remember my mom wanted to uh, take you away from me and Oh God. I'm like, and your dad wanted to kill me. And I was like, oh my God, I was right there. It's not like he was home alone. I was literally sitting right there listening to the radio. My TV had got repossessed. Uh, I, I didn't have a job. I was on uh, food stamps and welfare. And uh, I think that may have been one of the eye openers to that time that I needed to get out of there and uh, start making something of my life as, as good as I could. Um, so my mom started helping me out and I started trying to find a job and, and try to get out of that. Cause I remember that the, the welfare check was $139. So nice. I think this happened right before Christmas and I had food stamps that wasn't really, it that had to work for the whole month. I didn't have any support at all. So it was just you and me, that check and those food stamps. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I waited because it was going to be Christmas. So I literally had to plan for your Christmas gift. And I'll never forget that I already knew what I wanted to get you. I wanted to get you one of those things where you sat on and it had a little wheel. And it was like, I think it was like maybe $29. It was at Crest downtown. Uh, I had to take the bus. Obviously, I didn't have a car. So I remember I was excited to get my check and to go and get you this little thing that you wanted. And I, and I want it for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that took, you know, a, a chunk of, of my monthly check. And with that check, I had to pay my light, you know? So it was, it was, it was really, really tough. Uh, but that prompted me when, when to, okay, you gotta do something, girl. Mm -hmm. You don't got, you don't have anything going towards, is this really where you want to live in, in, a, in a complex where it's nothing but single mothers and uh, boyfriends that live there and, you know, the government doesn't know, is this really what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, my mom helped me out. I ended up, I think, moving out of there, went back with my mom. I started working, um, got a job downtown and uh, where my mom was going through. Uh, El Tropicana Hotel. <laughs> El Tropicana Hotel. I, I, uh, I was very lucky. I made some pretty good money at that place. Um, but I was living with my mom and um, I had to take four buses if I wanted to make it to the door. 
and three buses if I wanted to walk a couple of blocks. And it all depended because it was the trolley that dropped me off at front if I made it to the bus at, you know, at the right time. You could get so, the trolley. Um, I could get the trolley and get dropped off in the front of the hotel. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it always made me feel good because I, I made really good money and I could always buy you all the all kinds of stuff that you wanted. So it always made me happy that I didn't see it as a struggle. I just saw it like, mm, you know, Weddle gets to get this or we'd go buy you something or get you those BKs or um, the British Nikes you used to like wearing the high tops. Uh, and I remember you had a little safari outfit. I don't know, you probably don't remember, but it had like a, a, a button up shirt. I always had you with, the, I used to get all your clothes at Mervyn's, that <laughs> store no longer exists, but it was always Mervyn's on the South side. And, I, and there was one at Ingram actually too. And uh, that's mainly where I got most of your clothes. Mm. Um, but it was, um, it was a good time seeing you grow up. Were, were there any fun times over at uh, Tropicana? Yes, it was the, the, the place to go. Like the owner of, I forget, Hernandez. I think his name was Ralph Hernandez. He was the owner of the steakhouse here in San Antonio, I forget. There was furniture stores, the TABC would go there, SAPD, detectives would go there. Um, in fact, in fact, um, they talked to me into, I remember the, the cops that would go there, they, you know, they would always, it, it was a bar, restaurant it wasn't a restaurant but it was a bar but it was like a laid-back bar you know and they had a live band and I remember the detectives would go in there and I still remember uh because my boss Gloria used to hang out with them so we'd all hang out with detectives we actually went to Mexico and went and partied over there uh with a bunch of detectives and they talked me into taking the SAPD um exam <laughs> they wanted me to be a cop like them so I didn't have very much confidence in myself uh, and I went mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't pass it. So <laughs> it was very, it was very discouraging to me and very embarrassing to me. So I think that's why I, I don't like to take exams because you're always afraid of failure. But anyway, mm -hmm. at any rate, yeah. um, I remember I'm like, damn it, they're going to come in here and they're going to ask me how I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, oh my God. And uh, so I remember his name was Leo. Um, he said, um, so, so Deb, how did you do? And I'm like, oh, I didn't pass. He goes, oh, that's okay. Not everybody passes the first time. I don't think he told me he fell his first time, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. But he says, there's always other ones. I'll let you know when they have another one, just go again. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't like to fail at things. And he goes, well, it's not failing if you, it's failing if you don't try again. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I will let me know or whatever. But they always tried to encourage me to do something. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, we had people there from Riata Cadillac because there was a Riata Cadillac a couple of streets on Lexington, which is the same street that the hotel was on. So I, I got a lot of really good tips there, man. $100 mm. tips, $50 tips. I mean, sometimes I'd leave that place with maybe $400, $500 uh, sure. on a good night. But we dressed you know, I was attractive. I was young. You know, our outfits were pretty nice. And uh, we dressed up for every occasion, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. You know, we all made money. So we'd get matching outfits, you know, Halloween, all that good stuff. Um, 
but then it's kind of started after a few years, it kind of started to go down the business. Um, the owner was Mr. Waisaki. He'd always have um, scotch and water. Mm-hmm. And the last drink that he would drink, he would always say, let me have a roadie for, for the road, uh, Debbie. And I said, okay. So we knew that was his last drink. He was to call it his roadie. And, um, and then there were times where I didn't make a lot of money. And like I said, I would take the bus there. So rather than spend my money on a cab to get all the way back to Marbach and 410, I'd stay in the lobby and entertain the, the girl at the front desk. Mm. And I would sit in the lobby the whole night and wait for that bus to come around at six o'clock in the morning, go home. And I did that at least a handful of times, maybe more, but at least a handful where I'd stay there where I didn't, it was a slow night and uh, I wasn't going to spend my money on a cab. I'd rather keep those 20 or $30 on a slow night. And uh, so I'd stay there. And as soon as the bus buses would start in the morning, uh, I would get on that bus and go back home, uh, shower, get to bed, or maybe not shower, just I was exhausted from being up all night, get to bed. And uh, I'd have to wake up at 11 because I had to be on that bus by 1230 to make it to work by five o'clock because it would take mm. me that long to get there. So it, 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 it was a tough thing, but it, it kind of made me and it was, you know, I always liked uh, having that extra cash. So yeah. that extra cash, you know, but uh, we had a lot of good times at that place. Um, I learned a lot and uh, it was a good job. It was a good job at that time. It served its purpose. Do you have like a, a memory, uh, like a motherhood memory that's a happy one? Birthdays and Christmas are the things that stick out for me that I think it's important um, because that's the day you were born. And I always try to, my, my memory of you is always been that I've always been so very proud of you uh, from young because I always thought like, man, I wish I would have had a mom like me because I thought I was a good mom. <laughs> but anyway, um, that they would tell me, hey, brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to put deodorant on. You know what I mean? So I always mm-hmm. made it uh, a point to say that. But anyway, I'm just very, I'm just very proud of you. I was so proud of you uh, when the, you were came home and said you were in the gifted and talented. Proud that you took the SAT in seventh grade. Proud that you graduated class president. In my mind, I was like, who does that? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what a lucky mother I am to have a son like you that far exceeded. And I don't want to say expectations, but my own, you know, you did what I wanted to do in a sense, you know, and I'm very proud of you. And I, I can't say enough of how proud I am to be your mother. And I don't, we may have had differences in the past or whatever, but my proudest moment is every day being your mother. I can't single one day out. There's too many memories to pick one over the other. And uh, well, okay, maybe when, when you made me a grandma, a nana. <laughs> <laughs> 
that one was uh that one was the icing on the cake but everything that you have done uh has i'm just so very proud of you and i never look at the negative stuff because i can't remember any and uh that's what i hold in my heart mm. and and if you ever if anyone out there ever needs advice um my son would definitely be the one to ask <laughs> <laughs> well mom that's i mean that's a beautiful answer um Man, uh, the follow-up question was supposed to be, you know, one that you one that you don't like. Um, it feels <laughs> feels bad to even ask that right now. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, there were so many times I've said it before here, but um, you know, taking all those buses so that uh, so that we could have things right, and then taking me around to to spots, you know, for when I got picked up for youth Congress, you know, taking me around to places and being like, look at this kid, look at him, <laughs> give him something, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. with family too, right. Being able to, being able to have family help us along many, many times. Um, obviously there's periods of times where we had to move in with, mm. you know, we were living on our own and then we moved in with people. We moved in with, we moved in with the SND or, or we moved in with the Alma. Or, mm -hmm. you know we there was a lot of times where we um where we got helped up by family and i think that that's that's something that i don't think i talk enough about um on the podcast too is just how helpful family has been but like thinking back to your story and man i, I think about the way that i grew up and i know you've heard some of the stories and it wasn't you know it wasn't perfect but it was so much better than you had it and that's how i try to explain it to people when um when i'm talking about my childhood i'm like but you got to think about my mom's childhood and then you got to think about her mom's childhood like you, you you really have to look at um the things that you guys went through and dad dad's childhood was not great dad's parents childhood was not great at all and you guys did better than y'all had i tried to like be like uh, this is going to be perfect you know that's all i thought about was like i am going to i'm going to give the girls absolutely everything and you know that um i wasn't able to do that i mean i hear the girls stories you know from from when you know yeah they weren't with me and exactly it's oof, you've heard some of them and a lot of them yes. i edit out like a lot of them don't make it into the podcast you know they'll say something yeah. and I'm like, eh, I don't necessarily think that you want that out there years from now. So I'll cut that part out. Um, yeah. But it's crazy how, how much you, you find out and you're like, I failed or I didn't do this. I didn't do that, but it's still so much better, you know, yeah. than, than the, than the generation before, than the generation before that. And mm -hmm. not only, because I, I, one of the things that I did want to ask you about was becoming a grandmother, you know, how that's different, but I'll use this yeah. part to, to say this, like a really huge part of me having the, so the girls are over here now, the girls are ours now, legit, street legal. Um, <laughs> and a couple of years ago, it was you that helped me 
get the ball rolling to get Medea over here. You know, I was talking to you, you, you know, started calling around, you started calling the right people, calling the authorities. Um, and we drove down that alley. It was a long night, right? It was. But before that, Medea and Fix were both, you know, living over there with the practice wife. And <laughs> there was a lot before that. There was a lot before that where I was uh, getting together like a paper trail and stuff like that. But that culmination couldn't have happened without you. It, it didn't happen without you. Um, and that was when we ultimately made the decision, hey, Medea is, is going to come over here and live with us. Same. And you made a lot of that possible by keeping up. I, I, I'm in Germany, your stateside. You were the one that could talk to people and you were the one that could have, make sure that people came over and talked to the girls, you know, when you, when you had them. And that was incredibly important. Um, and then Medea being here for as long as she was, um, I think shined a light on things, you know, and then eventually led to fix being able to be over here. So I'll never mm -hmm. be able to thank you enough because not only did you give me life, right, but you gave me you and dad was super helpful the second it's so funny because it was you so much in that first time and dad so much in that second time like you and dad together gave me life and you also helped give me my children <laughs> and i'll never be able to thank you guys enough for that you know um you don't have you to guys think. you guys did the best that you could at the time which was awesome and then um, you guys did more than you had to do to put us in a position to be together as a family. So I just really appreciate that. And oh, of I, course. Thank you so much. I was happy to help. Um, uh, it infuriated me. I had to keep my emotions you know, intact. Um, but I'm so glad you have the girls. I'm mm. so glad that they're my granddaughter I'm their nana <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, I always enjoyed uh, having them over and I remember they'd come over and they'd say nana can we have a soda I said you can have three if you want to you're not at home <laughs> I said but just please please don't eat too much where your tummy hurts and then uh, your daddy has to pick you up and then he calls me <laughs> yeah that happened that happened yes, a lot I know <laughs> Where I was like, hey, don't do. don't do this, don't do that. I'd go pick him up from your house and 15 minutes later, Medea's puking on herself in the car. I'm like, smells, <laughs> smells like bananas. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well I she just... well, she was hungry. <laughs> it's like, no, she wasn't. She was she was bored. <laughs> oh, they were they are they are my life. I I I love them. I thank you for giving them to me. I was so yeah, excited. I said two of them. Oh my god! And then identical. Oh my god! What a blessing. Yeah, I they're great kids. And I miss them. And uh, they are. We're all very lucky to have them. Very very lucky. Uh, they're beautiful. They're smart. I listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, are those my granddaughters? Look at them. It's just like they're natural here. Like they can really, really do something. And not just because they're my granddaughters. I mean, just listening to them. You know, I listen to it at work while I'm uh, prepping 
clinic in the morning and, and my, one of my coworkers would come in and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt, uh, in, mean to interrupt your show. And I go, oh, that's my son and my granddaughters. I said, don't they sound so cool? <laughs> I always brag. But um, yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're very, you're very, you don't ever have to thank me for anything that I do for you. Uh, that will be until I leave this earth is, is anything I can do to help um, and make, make it easier, but it looks like you've already got him. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And then they live in Germany. The only thing I don't like is that they're in Germany and I can't go pick them up for breakfast like Johnny and I would do when they were in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Go over there for the day, pick them up, take them to Gas Monkey and take them to the lunch and then go drop them off. Uh, that's the only thing I miss, uh, but I'm sure there'll be more times later. Uh, to be able to do that uh, and enjoy uh, how beautiful and intelligent they both are. And uh, they don't, they didn't fall too far from the tree, your tree, because my tree, yeah, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, that's just because your tree doesn't have any switches left. No, (laughs) that's true. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get them go. to get him out of here. That was a good one, Weddle. Hey, I do what I can. Welcome back to Bathroom Talk. I am your co-host, Medea. And I'm the other one, Fix. Co-host. I'm the other co-host. There you go. All right. So we're going to get started by saying Happy Valentine's Day. Because we we just had it. Yeah, we had um, Valentine's Day yesterday. So as everybody knows, Valentine's Day is on the 14th of February. And this is what we did. We watched movies and we played games and we had chocolate covered strawberries. We also had, we ordered food from the Klosterhof. Yeah, the movies we watched, we watched P.S. I Love You. And we also watched She's Just Not That Into You. Mm-hmm. Top-notch movies. Yeah. It was really good. We've we seen them before, except I haven't seen P.S. I Love You, but I saw the other one before, and I liked it again still. hmm And so yesterday was a good day. What else did we do? We played, we, yeah, so we played Trivial Pursuit, but it was, like, from the 2000s. So um, we played that game. It's a trivia game, and I didn't get any questions correct. So yeah. But me, I played the first time I played Trivial Pursuit, I didn't get any questions right either. And um, yeah. this time I did get maybe two questions right. And so I was close to winning. I think I came in third. But yeah. <laughs> Out of four. Oh, yeah. And I was fourth <laughs> and I got none right. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah we what else has happened what's our dilemma our dilemma is oh we have school extended again yes we got an email last week saying that we're not coming back till uh the 19th the 19th yeah that's whenever virtual ends it was so weird because usually when we get extended it's like two more weeks but this time it's just one week yeah so we're excited. So. I was telling Fix that I would rather us, you know, go week by week with 
if if they chose to extend our lockdowns like if we like like how it was this week where we thought we were going back on on um wednesday of this week and they're like okay no well next week we're gonna go and then uh even if we got extended next week they would be like okay just one more week i'd rather it be like that instead of it being like two more weeks until we go back to school yeah or three more weeks or a month because people will kind of give up like I would give up I'd be like "Uh, we're not going back (laughs) so there's no point in like trying and then people have already began to get to to give up and it's already like that yeah remember we got an email like everybody at school and the parents they got an email saying that there was an epidemic of people that weren't turning in their assignments assignments yeah Yeah. and like people weren't showing up to classes Mm -hmm. yeah I've been hearing that I know a couple people that haven't been showing up I know yeah I know lots of people too I also know people that like they don't show up to classes but they do their work Mm -hmm. but they want both I guess so Yeah. yeah but it's pretty unmotivating especially with our teachers that we have yeah they're also just kind of all over the place and they're not very organized either Mm -hmm. because I guess they thought that we weren't going to be going on this long but I mean everyone really like everyone knew that we were going to be going back like out of school you know like we weren't going to be in person forever like the whole Mm -hmm. school, school year and I remember them saying like y'all have to follow the COVID guidelines at school. Like, if you don't, we're gonna end up um, being out of school and it's not gonna be good. And then I was, and then like the person I was sitting next to, he was like, well, if y'all know that we're gonna go back, make it good then, you know, like, yeah, don't make it so like that we hate it because now a lot of people hate it and they're not doing anything mm-hmm. because it's just so unmotivating to do anything. I've definitely been unmotivated and I like I've turned yeah. stuff in late you know mm-hmm. a couple times so it's hidden all of us yeah it could be that senioritis too yeah it could be I've heard about that I didn't know what senioritis was for a long time yeah I know I, I was talking it, to you about it and you thought I, it was com- something completely different than what it actually was I, what did I even think it was I don't know but it Do was something know? something crazy I thought it was just like you don't want to be a senior like you don't want to leave yeah I thought that's what it was yeah yeah yeah. I thought I thought that's what it was it's whenever where you feel like you can kind of do whatever you want like you're a senior like it's your last year like you have privileges yeah yeah you have privileges that nobody else does because you 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 don't have to turn Uh. in your things on time you can go to class late it like you can feel like you feel like you can do that just because you're a senior yeah okay yeah I didn't know what it was before and I thought it was just you didn't want to be a senior uh because you didn't want to graduate because you didn't want to like grow up or whatever yeah (sighs) not that quite the opposite yeah yeah way off so as y'all know Medea was my valentine Mm -hmm. um because she asked me in the last episode however she did not give me a thing are you serious I thought we were sharing the palette Oh, I told you yeah. that we got it for the both of us. But it, I got it for the both of us. Was it? Yes. I thought it was a birthday present for. Um, it was Pat for all of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Then I guess <sighs> you did get me something. 
Yeah, However, I guess you were wrong. I did not get her anything <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But we actually wore some of it on Valentine's Day. We wore a eyeshadow pink. palette. Yes. Yeah. We wore some of the pink in it. it was Very amateur. <laughs> yes, it was not the best, <laughs> but you could definitely tell it was there because mm-hmm. it was just it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yesterday was a doozy Medea told me this morning that she was avoiding looking at social media and seeing everybody with all their honeys <laughs> not say that I <laughs> you were talking about how you were looking at somebody's uh story and you're like oh this person like said something like really dumb and I'm like oh I didn't I didn't look at anybody's stories yesterday <laughs> that's what I <laughs> yeah. said it's yeah, and I thought not it was because, because <laughs> I not because I didn't to want to. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to avoid anyone. It was just because I was just busy all day yesterday with all the movies and the games. Yeah, yeah. And I was right. making you're I was right. making cocktails left and right, so I didn't oh, yeah. have time. Mm-hmm. What did I make? I I oh I just poured the wine. I pour yes. wine. Medea makes the cocktails and the drinks. All I do is I open the wine and I pour it, and I make sure whenever the drippage is, I make sure the drippage isn't there after you pour the wine for other wine pours. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about, the little drizzle that falls down. That's what I'm talking about. So I take care of that, Mm -hmm. and then I give it to them. And then Medea does everything else. It's actually pretty more, it's a lot more complicated (laughs) than what I do. It's fun. Yeah, it actually sounds, it sounds fun, except for the shaking part, because I get really tired. You just have to learn how to shake it right whenever you're yeah. shaking it, because you, yeah, you kind of do it like all this. all my arms. Yeah, yeah, I would use all my arms. And you're just supposed and, to kind of yeah. use your wrist. Yeah, like your wrist, and I wouldn't use my wrist. I would use, like, yeah. all my arms. But you can feel it I mean, in your forearms yeah. sometimes. Um, if I think yeah. if you do it right. But who knows, I could not be doing it right either, so. Yeah, I have some other dilemmas. I've been having a little bit of back issues. I've been having a back problem for the past two days. Let me tell you. Two days? Yeah, two days. (laughs) (laughs) So one time, I think it was because there was this night that I was was doing my nails and I was kind of leaned over for um, a long period of time. And then, but then like my right side, like from my lower back to my shoulder started hurting a lot, like on the right side. And it was just that side. And so I was like, freaking gonna cry because it was so uncomfortable. Like it hurt. But the worst part is that it was really uncomfortable because I was trying to go to bed and I like couldn't sleep because it was so bad. Yeah, it's kind of like those knee pains you get, you know, like growing pains. Yeah, it was like a little bit like that. And then yesterday, while we were playing the game, I had to like get up sometimes and lean over and like I had to like adjust my back more to get it mm. like uh so I wouldn't hurt and then today it actually hasn't been too bad well but... you kind of look like you're slouched over right now well yes I'm not <laughs> so sit I'm up. 17 <laughs> <laughs> so just sit up and like there's that. you can look up oh my god <laughs> You can look up exercises like on YouTube of how to like stretch yourself out um, just by like, like, like how to stretch yourself 
or how to stretch. You can look up how to stretch online, like on YouTube, and it can give you stretches. Like if you were like hunched over and at work for like eight hours. So it can give you yeah. like, it can give you like tips and tricks. Yeah. Cause I'm always just, yeah, I'm that hunch. I'm always hunching, but yeah. I told daddy about it this morning and he was like, are you drinking water? And I said, none. Yeah. So you, that, that would affect it. A problem. That yeah, is so the I problem. Drank, I drank a bottle today. I drank a oh. bottle with my ramen. Nice. Cause you never I, drink yeah, water. I, yeah. I never drink water. It's probably been, I probably take a sip every like three days. Yeah. Just cause I don't know. I don't know. I just never make myself drink water and yeah, it's kind of, I know it's bad. Yeah. I tell you all the time about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you do. Except today, daddy was bringing up kidney stones. So I yeah. was like, hold on a second. And so then I drank all this water. And then you drank a whole bottle. And then I You drank see, a whole when I tell you that you could die if you don't drink water, you you never did listen. anything. Nope. But then when daddy but brings then, up kidney stones. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a whole bunch of stuff would happen. Fine. Yeah. I think a whole bunch of stuff would happen, though, before you died if you didn't drink water. Like, your your body would would give you signs that you need to drink water like your back hurts. like back pains i'm telling exactly. you exactly all right but now with well, kidney stones yeah now now with the goodness okay, actually so i don't do you, know do you, yeah i don't know <laughs> do you have any personal dilemmas P- personal dilemmas let me see let yeah me see. like my back problem that's kind of um, gone already <laughs> i don't know I, I was contemplating on cutting my hair and stuff because of how long it is. And yeah, Medea's hair is really long. It's really long. I don't know if y'all y'all seen her, but like I see her every day and her hair, oh my gosh, it's really long. Like, if, <laughs> like it gets caught on things and like sometimes she sits on it and she can't get up. And then, yeah. like, sometimes we just walk past her and we get caught up in her hair like a jungle. So <laughs> yeah. that's usually what happens. So, Medea, I think a good healthy cut would be about 30 inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I haven't been uh, going to um, get my trims and stuff. Like, I, I didn't yeah, ever really either. care about it, though. So that's why. Like, it was my choice to not get trims because I just didn't want my hair to get shorter. Yeah, like I, I just wanted it. Yeah. But you need to do that so your hair doesn't look damaged because it my hair healthy. looks damaged and not healthy. Yeah. But um my hair isn't like bad or anything. It's just um it, I have a lot of it's split long. ends. I have a lot of split ends and it's really long and it like I have to put my hair up uh, at night so I won't sleep on it so I can like move my neck when, when I sleep. <laughs> And then I'm, yeah, I, have, I was actually having that problem last night. Yeah. And then whenever I go to the bathroom, I, I have to put my hair up. <laughs> really? Yeah. So my hair won't go in the toilet. <laughs> but that's, that's funny. But now recently, I've kind of liked how my how my hair looks and how it is. Um, so I don't really want to cut it right now. Because then I just like yeah. remind myself that my hair is like really long and it's pretty and it doesn't look that bad. It's like, it doesn't look bad, but um, I still like it. And I think it's not, I feel like it's a part of my personality a little bit, but. Your hair is your personality? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Speaking of dilemmas, I am scared that when we get our diploma, that they're going to say our names wrong. You ever worry about that? No. Like, I've like, never thought about it. I thought it, I've been thinking about it a lot because I would be so upset if somebody got my name wrong as I'm walking and yeah. like, it's the only time I'm going to walk, you know? Yeah. Like, I would be so upset that I would literally tell them, you know, like, that's not my name, it's fixed. And then I'd walk back and let them say it again. Like, that's how upset I'd be if they did that, you know? Oh. Because who knows, who knows who's going to say it? And plus it's like graduation. So that's pretty important. Yeah. And, like, I don't want them saying, uh, next, Felix Garcia, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want something stupid coming up. I, I, I don't think that they will, though. Um, yeah. Because we I'm, have a I'm lot of teachers that know our names. And we have a lot of people yeah. that, um, like, the like the principal knows our names by now. And yeah, but the assistant principal know, knows our names. I don't know who does it. Do you it. know who says it? See, no. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel I, I have a teacher in mind uh, that I think does do it um, because she's a part of um, the like student council thing. She kind of runs it. So I'm thinking her because I feel like she's done it before, but I'm actually not sure. And I don't know if we're um, graduating in person or not. Because um, last year, this school, we, uh, we did it online. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, we, we did it online. But I saw everybody taking pictures. Like, what with mean? their... They took... Didn't they, like, all take pictures in the same place? They took pictures at the school, yeah. Um, but they, like, they all went there to go take the pictures. They did it? Wow. I hope we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it would kind of suck. <laughs> that would be sad. I really wouldn't like that. I would rather graduate, you know, but yeah. you have to be safe too. Can't be getting people sick or yourself be getting sick. So, yeah. So Medea and I were also, we were trying to be a part of yearbook. I guess we had, <laughs> we were trying to win one of the superlatives. That's what they're called, right? Yeah. Um, it was, we wanted to win best duo. So we like put a picture and we like we posted a picture of ourselves on like our Instagram or no, our uh, Snapchat stories and it was like vote us best duo and we did it like one time. <laughs> yeah, it was like nominate. Um, yeah, so um, we, uh, we did that and then next they sent out a different thing so that you could vote and we were on that list. There was like four. There's like, first of all, you like vote for however like you vote for anyone you want and then whoever has the most votes makes it into like the top four to you so you can choose out of those four you nominate and yeah so yeah and then we got an email that said we got best duo along mm -hmm. with um another group because each each category got two two like winners so yeah. for our category it was um uh two sets of people so it was Medea and i and then our freaking best friends at school, Shannara mm -hmm. and Tristan. Yeah, and we because we've been talking about them. Yeah, we we've talked about Tristan quite a couple of times. Yeah. And um, Trist, uh, Shannara is Tristan's um girlfriend. 
Yes. Also known as so, our best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're always together. So we thought they would get best duo too. But yeah. we also got it. And it's so cool that we all got it because that's just really cool to have. It's the best thing that's happened to us. Yeah. Ever in our lives. <laughs> in our uh, high school careers. Yes. Senioritis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's pretty much been... Um, that's that's the that's the update since y'all last talked to us, uh, or since we last talked to you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Thanks for listening to us again. Yes, we really appreciate it. We love you, you guys. Yeah. We yeah. Do. This is fun, and mm-hmm. we like having people that listen to us have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um so yeah uh thanks for listening and i hope you enjoy the this podcast it's with um our nana mm-hmm. which is our dad's mom she's pretty funny she's a funny gal yep very loving so we hope y'all enjoy mm-hmm. bye everyone bye okay all right text text daddy Bathroom talk is over now. They're they're out here in Germany. You've been out here. Yes. Yes, Johnny and I. I, um, Oh my God. I never thought. I mean, I didn't even have that. People have bucket lists. Mm -hmm. I never had that in a bucket list because I'm more realistic about a bucket list. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't make something that's not going to happen. I still need to get to the Grand Canyon, but Europe. yeah i mean we still look at the pictures and mm-hmm. um how how grateful but we wouldn't have seen anything as much as we saw in a short period of time sure. without your scheduling because you're a planner i'm a planner mm-hmm. but it's hard to plan something in another country when you don't yeah. know you know what i mean and you mm-hmm. did we got to see so many things we stayed where they made that movie uh taken <laughs> in that apartment <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I made a video. I made a video about that. I said this is straight out of Taken. <laughs> because you can see across, and you're like, "That's still this apartment." And you're a, oh, good. I got to get under it the was... bed. <laughs> it was. It was a nice apartment, though. But it just oh, yeah, it the way cool. like it, we had everywhere we went. Was that in Paris? Was. Uh huh. It was in Paris. Yeah, that was Paris. Yeah. Um, everywhere we went. I mean, I never walked so much in my life, uh, but, and I remember when we got there and we were, we had been flying for 10 hours and you kept me up for, I don't even felt like another two days, but it really wasn't. And, uh, and I remember Johnny was saying, are you okay, mama? Are you okay? I said, it's okay. We're going to, we're going to keep going, man, because we can't sleep right now. We just got here. I mean, we got to absorb everything you know sure. because we're only here x amount of days so even if i'm exhausted and then i remember you said are y'all gonna sleep all day <laughs> i'm like man i'm exhausted i said well let's get up but it was uh-huh. like i had so much you know adrenaline going and and just um everything the food alexa is an amazing cook oh my i know everyone sees her post uh she she when you too with your steaks it was just 
an amazing, I will never forget, neither of us will forget that, uh, that trip to Brussels, the lighting of the Christmas lights. Um, and I remember, I guess the lights weren't working the way you had already planned everything. And I'm like, why? I thought to myself, why are we just still standing here? There's no lights. But you knew that this was going to happen. So you wanted me to have that full experience. Mm -hmm. So we stood and we stood around and stood around. And then we went to the bar, had a drink and came out. And it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, breathtaking. Mm -hmm. It was San Antonio has nothing on <laughs> on Brussels. <laughs> I don't know. San Antonio is pretty nice. I don't know. I, I really, really like San well, Antonio. Well, in comparison. San Antonio yeah, is no, beautiful. I love San Antonio. But yes, it is. It yes, doesn't it have is. a statue of Jean-Claude Van Damme. And we were over, <laughs> we're over in Brussels. And so what, what, what you're talking about is uh, over in Brussels, they have uh, Grand Place. And yes. in the winter... Um, which is around the time that we were coming. Uh, it was late November. It was after Thanksgiving. But we walked out there. Um, we walked out uh -huh. there. And, and, and for those of you guys that don't know, it's beautiful without lights. It's beautiful. Um, it's, yes. a, it's, it's a great square. The buildings are incredibly ornate. They have some Gothic. It, it, but they are yes. all, it's not like projection. They are all wired up with precision lights moving with beautiful music and a huge Christmas tree in the middle. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, we get out there uh, to see it uh, as it started the day that they started it uh, for the season. Yes. So, yeah, a lot of tears. Yep. I saw a lot of tears yes, over there, there. Yes, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It did bring me to tears. Just being with you, I hadn't spent a holiday with you and I don't, I don't even remember yeah. how long it was. Um, just that alone, it wouldn't have mattered where it was. Uh, but it was definitely one of the happiest days of my life um, to be able to go there, to be able to be, be there with my family uh, and experience that. And um, um, it was, you know, even Johnny was like, man, are you happy? You know, I remember him asking me and I'm like, are you happy mama? Cause that's what he calls me. And I said, yes. And he goes, um, it's beautiful out here. You mm -hmm. know? And I'm like, I said, I, and I remember telling him when we went to bed at your house and, and, uh, and I said, you know, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget this. Um, it was, I never in a million years thought I would ever go to Paris or yeah. let alone be there with my son, his wife, and one of my granddaughters uh, and experience what, what this world has to give, you know? And, uh, but family was the main thing that made me cry there. Not just what was around, but who was there with me yeah. to, to see it with me, to see it through my eyes. I see it through your eyes. You know, it's just, it was just a very happy time. And um, we can't say thank you enough because it was very, very, you planned it very good. You should be mm -hmm. a tour guide. <laughs> so, so for those of you guys listening at home, uh, take note, if you ever have a chance to do something special um, trip wise yes. uh, with, uh, with your parents, absolutely do it. Cause um, 
I mean, there's a lot there, right? You're, you're driving in a car, you're driving through Europe with your mom who won't shut the, thanks for mentioning the food. Um, yeah, Alexa is actually making a strawberry bunt cake right now. I'm sure it's going to be. Oh my God. Banger. She's just, she's just insane. Um, how was yeah. that steak though? How was my steak? Who likes to talk a lot while you're driving and get scared? <laughs> and, and you were driving. In, in my defense, you were driving over 125 miles an hour. You were gasping every like 15 seconds, like. <gasps> <laughs> I thought that's I was funny. gonna die over there in the at first. Because that that's oh funny God. to where <laughs> to where Alexa had to turn around and be like. You're gonna make him crash if you don't calm down. <laughs> I know, I know, I remember that. <laughs> I'm like, he goes, this is the way they drive here. I go, I know, but I'm not used to it. I, freaking, I, I can at least hit Johnny on the arm when he freaking tries to go over a hundred on the Camaro. I can at least punch him. I can't do that to you because you're driving and you're my son and, and it's not gonna end well. <laughs> But it was really, really scary. But after a while, I got, I got uh, used to it. I just had to, you know, enjoy the view. Yeah. <laughs> because that there was, as there was a lot by. of beautiful. Yeah, as fast as I could. Oh, <laughs> missed that one. Oh, missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to this one. This, I mean, I don't know. Europe's beautiful. There's a bunch of castles and just random stuff everywhere when you're driving. It was. Those um, buildings are. The Rhine was beautiful. The mm -hmm. the Christmas uh, markets were beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, if ever anyone gets a chance to do that, at least once in your life, even if it's not on your bucket list for someone, you know, like me, it wasn't. I, the only reason I got to go is because you and Alexa, my family was there, and we got the opportunity. So anyone that ever gets the opportunity, uh, I would definitely. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a good uh, investment to. Yeah explore the world uh just plan it out beauty because it's beautiful yeah just plan it out you can do plan it out. you can do it inexpensively if you if you drive and you're if you're willing to drive and you and you plan it out okay is it good what, what, oh what it's more than okay what you see what when it's done on you know when he uh he posted is is no comparison to what it tastes like <laughs> it's mouth-watering savoring the the seasoning that he puts into it uh, the love that he puts into it. I mean, it was as good as it looks. That's as good as it tastes. And beyond that, beyond that. I mean, Johnny and I don't forget that. It was like, it was, a, and, and when we see you grilling, we're like, man, damn, I wish I was there. Because <laughs> we know they're going to enjoy that steak. Yeah. We, we know. And then, it, yeah, y'all are excellent cooks and I remember Johnny says when Alexa was baking and doing and you're cooking and he goes how come you don't do stuff like that whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> how come you don't bake like that and I'm like because I work he goes she works <laughs> so that excuse didn't work <laughs> oh my god so it's like that at work like I remember um, people are always surprised because I'll, I will get surprised sometimes or if they'll watch me if, if they watch me at lunchtime, I'm opening up my lunch pail and I'm looking at it and I'm kind of figuring out what's in there. And they're just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at uh, what's in here. And they're like, you don't know what's in there? And I was like, how would I know what's in here? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you don't pack your lunch? I was like, what? 
like I'm gonna get up in the morning and like pack a lunch. Like what, what? What are you talking about? Like my wife packs my lunch, and they're just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then they'll see like it's leftovers, and I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, she did this or she did that, and it's always like some exotic thing. I remember this guy was my flight commander for a very short period of time, and he was just like man, that's super lucky of you. I, I really wish that I had a stay-at-home wife that would do that. And I was like, my wife is active duty. She's a master sergeant. Yes. <laughs> and, and he's just like, the look on his face was just like, well, I'm an asshole. And I'm like, eh, you kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> to assume that, right? Right. To, to assume, assume that. To assume that because, you know, but, but I get it. You know, I, I, I get it. You know, it, she does. She's just. Alexa she, is the best thing to happen to me. Um, I could not have the girls without her. Um, her pouring her blood, sweat and treasure. Right. Because money into making sure that we had a incredibly overpriced attorney um, mm -hmm. and that we kept at it, right? And that it was something that I could focus on. And she'd be like, I'm gonna take this off the plate. I'm gonna take this off the plate. I know that work is busy, work is busy enough. Now just focus on this um, and everything else. And obviously, obviously she's beautiful, which, which keeps me around, but- um, <laughs> She is inside but, and out. But cooking and caring uh for this family um and also being a badass senior nco in her own right um yeah yeah i just i don't even get it <laughs> yeah but, uh, we uh, loved she's yeah we loved having you all over here thank you thank um, you very much you were definitely great host and i really like the coffee Mm. Uh, it, man that coffee was good i still haven't looked into getting some of that so we could have it here at home that coffee was delicious vietnamese yeah. coffee right yeah yeah the the standard coffee that we have is from vietnam yeah um uh -huh. it's delicious that was really 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 good coffee <laughs> <laughs> hey do you remember where where were we were we in like a park or something like that where that guy like flashed us I, we lived on Days of Allah, uh, you and I, and I was going to drive you to school. You missed the bus. You used to go to Leon Springs. Yeah, we were coming out of the parking lot, and there was a guy straight in front of us, um, straight in front of us, and he was fondling himself. Mm. I mean, it was all hanging out. Mm -hmm. And um, you were in first grade. Oh, damn. And it was in the morning, still morning. Dang. And I was like, um, so he was just excited about the nineties starting up. I don't know, but I literally went around and chased that guy. <laughs> I tried to find him. I went over there and he put his pants up and he was running. I'm like, he was doing that in a, in the street. There's school buses that morning. Like, what are mm -hmm. you doing? You know? So I went and I tried to find them. I call the cops, uh, and to let them know that, you know, there was a, Caucasian guy I still remember he was wearing shorts uh but I mean of course you know exposing himself and but he he could run and I was young <laughs> I could run too I was still skinny then and uh I tried and I left you in the car but I was trying to get him so I could get him busted I mean that was just like disgusting but you were in first grade <laughs> I, I was you missed the bus and I was going to take you to school and you chased him 
I chased him. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with him after what I caught him. That was the stupidest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was just so pissed off because I thought you saw him. I go, did you see that? But you didn't even know what was yeah. going on. You didn't know, but thank God. But yeah, I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe, I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. But yes, that was first grade. <laughs> crazy. It was a good neighborhood. With some bad people. Yeah. <laughs> we get, you know, I always thought it was important to bring Mijo to the neighborhoods with the white flashers. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, <laughs> they always refer to my kids as the white kids. <laughs> yeah I think that's another byproduct too like the way that the way that yeah. you talk the way that I talked when I was a kid um it was always interesting to me uh to be called white it was really really weird um I would hear it somewhat when I was a kid but not too much but obviously my nickname growing up was Weto, so that's yeah. part of it for sure the whole white thing didn't like bother me too much growing up I didn't really notice it a lot but when mm -hmm. I first joined the Air Force and I went to uh, my first duty station, Davis Monthan, I went through something called FTAC, first term airman center. So mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. a new airman and you go to a base for the first time, you go through this class. And because I waited a long time for my clearance and stuff like that, I was the class leader. Um, and I think that that was part of this dude's problem was just that I was a class leader, which literally mm -hmm. just means that I've been in the Air Force the longest at that point. And we've all only been yeah. in for a short period of time. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Uh -huh. And this kid was so hard to keep in line. He was just always, he was that, he was that habitual line stepper where he was just like, and I was just like, dude, just show up on time and just chill out. Like, we're like, this is yeah. not a big deal. We just got to listen to these guys tell us not to drink and drive and we're going to be fine. Yeah. Like there's not, there's nothing yeah. that we have to do here. And he was like, you know what? You're a coconut. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like you're so <laughs> exactly. ignorant. You're so ignorant. You're telling me a term that you're going to have to explain to me so that I can feel it. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then he started saying all these negative things about me with the classroom right and then he's like yeah you're 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 brown on the outside but you're white on the inside and the way that he said white was so like negative yes yes and all i could think of was just like so wait so everything that you don't like about me is white and everything that seems cool is brown i don't understand what's going on here so you just really hate white people and this is your way of telling everybody like everybody here that you just really hate white people and of course yeah. everybody's like yeah hold on this isn't really about him this is kind of about us um and uh yeah it was just it was just a super weird situation and me and him ended yeah. up having to like have it out like yeah have it out one-on-one -on -one. settle it mm -hmm. yeah and that was like my first yeah. experience it was my first duty station i was like oh this is gonna be like a problem and it was because yeah. um yeah. there were a couple more times there in in tucson where uh, where I got kind of confronted with racism. And I, I was just super surprised because in San Antonio, I didn't see a lot of that. Obviously, you'd be pretty crazy to be racist towards <laughs> a Hispanic dude in San Antonio. But yeah, I, I didn't even know what that meant. I, I'm, I'm going to say like when they would tell me that. Why? Because I want better for my kids. Not yeah. because I think I'm better. 
because I want better for my kids. Uh, if that's a color, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I just, I didn't understand that. And um, I still don't, but um, I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I guess you associate white with uh, wanting better for yourselves and that. Exactly. That and that, that's like, and that's why it's like the most funny thing, like, <laughs> The most ghetto thing that you can see in a movie or a show, and a lot of times it's it's when it's like a Boston show or something like that. Um, when when you mm -hmm. hear this negative thing, and it's somebody that comes out and they're like, "So what? You think you're better than me?" Yes. And it's like the most ghetto thing that you can say is to accuse someone of thinking that they're better than you. And yeah, I have definitely been told. I've been told that my family. Like I've been told that my friends. I've been told that by family. Uh, yeah. Like you know, well, you know, you know what we don't like about you? You think you're better than everybody. It's like, what, what? makes you think that I even it, that I not only think that I'm better than you, but that I think about you at all is like comparative to me. Like, <laughs> exactly. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what also right. is what it is? Dad jokes. Oh, all right. Let's see if I don't embarrass you. Gonzo Fatherhood presents Dad jokes. Why doesn't Dracula have any friends? <clears throat> Why? <laughs> well, honestly, he's a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, the girls from the DN Nana are gonna love these. They're gonna say, "Oh, Nana's so crazy." <laughs> okay. Um, you ready? Yes. Okay. Stay still, because I keep on hearing little plastic and stuff moving when you're moving. Oh, it's my paper. My bad. My bad. Oh, okay. Because it sounds pretty loud. It'll sound loud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, here, this, this, this one you'll like. Okay. Since you're in the medical field, chinguana. <laughs> Where do you take someone who's injured in a peak of... Where do you take someone who's injured in a peekaboo incident? The emergency room? The ICU. Oh, <laughs> the ICU, that's a good one. Oh, gotcha, you got me. That's a good one. Yes, a very good one. What do dentists call their x-rays? I don't know. Toothpicks. <laughs> it's a good one, right? Yeah, it's perfect. It's a good one. Isn't well, what, it? What, do you remember? Do you know what time you're supposed to make your uh, dental appointments? Is that a joke or is yeah. that a question? Oh. Yeah. What What uh, time are you supposed to make your, your dental appointments? Um... I don't know. They're gonna have to tell me. Tooth hurdy. Tooth hurdy. <laughs> Very good. That 
And boy, did I make that. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm going to have to repeat that one. <laughs> so, mom. Huh? Dime. ¿Qué? Why are skeletons so calm? Because... They have nothing to lose. I don't know. <laughs> because nothing gets under their skin. Oh, <laughs> true. That's a <laughs> that's a good one. You I like all I these. Become, you like that I, jokes. I uh huh. I guess that I need to um, uh, become a skeleton. <laughs> mm. What did the grape do when it got stepped on? What was it? What did the grape do when it got stepped on? He whined. It let out a little whine. You got another one? I have, um, let me see. Someone stole my mood ring. Mm. I guess you really just don't know how to feel about that. That's it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's a good one. You, you already knew that one. So that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Yes, yes. And then there's one that says, I took my eight-year-old to the office on take your kid to work day. Mm. As we were walking, she started crying and got cranky. So I asked what was wrong as all my coworkers gathered around. She sobbed and said, Daddy, where are all the clowns you talk of? Mm. That's mean. That's mean-spirited. Is that you huh? talking about? Is that you talking about your coworkers? Oh, not this job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My other job, maybe, mm -hmm. but not this job. I don't work with clowns here. <laughs> <laughs> so here's this one. Why was six afraid of seven? Because he didn't want to get eight. No, because. Am I close? No, because seven was a well-known six offender. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's really a good one. Well, you want to close this out and say that was dad jokes? That was dad jokes featuring... <laughs> Gonzo and his mother, Deborah, aka Debbie. Dad jokes. I know you got your hair appointment. You got to go get your hair did. Yes, my roots are uh, awaiting me. I always feel like a new woman mm -hmm. when I walk out of there. Well, uh -huh. but it's good. It's good to see you here. Back to your roots over there at Ghana Central. Yeah, Johnny always says, just stop doing your hair already. Like, when are you going to stop doing that? And, I'm, and I said, when am I going to stop doing that? When I die. And if I'm in the middle of a root touch-up, you better make sure they fix it for me. <laughs> I want my hair to look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I know you need to go. Man, that sucks. We didn't even get to talk about Grandpa. Um, okay. Because I, I, I know you didn't have... A whole lot of time with him when you were young but you yeah. did have a relationship with him as an adult um, yes obviously 
him getting divorced from your mom, him being in the military and then being all over, you know, doing work afterwards. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, my mom's dad was drafted. Um, he didn't have, <laughs> he didn't have those uh, rich, rich boy, you know, deferments. So he was drafted mm -hmm. and he did three tours in Vietnam and um, he did some pretty heroic stuff when he was out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing this thing, this military thing for next month, it'll be 19 years. And I've read my fair share of decorations in military history. And I've read some of, uh, some of my grandfather's citations for our comms for commendation medals. And I will tell you that they read closer to, I'm, it's gonna sound like hyperbole, but they read closer to that of medals of honor or um, bronze star, silver star citations. Um, they just do. But of course, during Vietnam, there was uh, quite a bit of prejudice and there were not a lot of ethnic folks that were getting higher level medals, certainly not the, uh, the junior enlisted that were, that, were getting these, that were getting these medals. And um, I don't think that he was ever able to get you know, his fair shake, but I think that him going through what he went through and you not being able to have that close relationship with him mm -hmm. while you were growing up, I think that was a that that definitely was an impact as well. Um, exactly. Uh, things could have been different, uh, but we'll never know. Um, but yes, um, he was um, he was a good man and did a lot for our country and uh, paid the price for it. Like many people who came back from that war um, to a society that was not thankful for his service, um, no. he tended to self-medicate and he drank a lot. Ultimately, I think he ended up giving his life for his country because the, the habits that he had to take mm -hmm. up afterwards to medicate himself were ultimately what um, eroded his body even though his spirit and his mind were there. Um, yeah. He, he had done so much damage to his body at that point. Um, but what a interesting, thoughtful man that he was. And I, I was always happy just to, just to get to know him and just to get to hang out with him. That's this point right here. That's, let me see here. That's this point of this tattoo here. I have mm -hmm. a, I have a, a tombstone here, and it has like a dog. Oh wow! Yeah, that tombstone that I have here, like a dog. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's 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 for Grandpa because he got a number of tattoos while he was <laughs> he got tattoos in Vietnam while fighting, um, and one yeah. of them on his forearm was "Born to Die Like a Dog." Exactly. And when you asked him why he would board an armored carrier because it was full and it didn't have room for any more, why he would hang on to the top of it and ride it into the enemy to pull people out, um, why you would do that when like for sure you're going to die, he didn't on that occasion. But why, why would you do that? He was like, well, we were all going to die. 
what did it matter how you died? We were all going to die. We knew we were, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just an incredibly courageous guy. And I always think it's, it's, it sucks to say, but being in the military, I hear a lot of people get a lot of awards and sometimes I'm sitting back or I'm standing at attention and I'm listening to somebody read an award citation and they're getting the same level of award that grandpa got in the war and they're getting it for it. You know, recognition is good, right? But I'm hearing, you know, these awards for basically doing your job. And I've got awards given to me. I've had medals pinned on my chest Mm -hmm. doing my job, right? And that's the nature of the business now. But to see that I've, I've had a medal pinned on my chest that is higher than what he got for some of these heroic acts. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sad. Gross. But mm-hmm. um, just... we're, um, we're working through that. There's a process to try to get medals upgraded and we're working through that. So. Well, good. Hopefully, hopefully You're in a we'll position to do that uh, to hopefully anyone in the future to get acknowledged because it's not, uh, it's not an easy job and an easy career, no matter what you're doing in the military, uh, sure. you're, you're endangering yourself. You're in a, a vulnerable position. Um, a lot of people join just to kind of get out of their situation, thinking that they're going to get better. And, and sometimes, you know, you're, you pay with your life and, and you don't sign up for that. Um, a lot of respect, uh, even though my dad was in the military and he did everything that he did, I, I wasn't raised with him. So I, I wasn't aware of everything and didn't comprehend, uh, uh, everything that he accomplished in life and everything he sacrificed and how he paid. And, and in the end and all of that, you pretty much cut it up in a nutshell there. Um, but when my kids became in the, uh, joined the military and everything, you, you tend to kind of get involved and and know exactly what that means and uh, you appreciate the military more than you would if your child wasn't in the military if you didn't have any family in the military or you don't make it a point to learn exactly what that entails mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a sacrifice it may be a, it may end up being a career for someone but it's a sacrifice ultimately sure. it's a sacrifice and uh, without military uh, we would not be where we're at now, you know, and even then, um, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in our country, we're still, you know, battling demons and democracy and all of that, but that's definitely a different, uh, day. And yeah, but the military is, is, uh, to be respected. And, um, I have a lot of, uh, respect for, you, your wife, Alexa, my beautiful daughter-in-law, my daughter-in-law, Alicia, my son, Kevin, um, and everyone that serves in the military, uh, my father, my brother, um, no one knows what it's like, what it, what it does to your family uh, and for our country. So just keep that in mind every time you get to go to sleep <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, we enjoy it because of people like you. Thanks for saying that, Mom. Um, you, you know how how I feel about it, especially uh, me and Alexa. We take a more laissez-faire attitude towards it, where we do know that it's important. We do take our oath very, very seriously. Um, but mm-hmm. we're getting paid. You know, we're big boys and girls yeah. when we sign up. So we always look at it at like this. Yeah, this is a job that some folks have to do, just like any job. 
that someone exactly. has to do. There are plenty of jobs out there that someone has to do. This is just one of those. Um, there's plenty of jobs yeah. out there that nobody has to do, but they better society as well. You know, nobody has to go out and invent an iPhone, but I'm glad they did so that I could yes. know, easily talk to my girls, this, that, Ex and the other. Exactly. But yeah. You have always been super, like always been steady, always had the chorus with regard to like having so much respect for, for the things we have and always kind of built us up and encouraged us. And I, I definitely appreciate that. And especially being in San Antonio, right? San Antonio is one of those places. It's military city, USA, 100%. Mm -hmm. And that's, yes. like your, your, that's like your hashtag on like 50% of your posts. <laughs> <laughs> well, once I heard about it, I said, wait, slow down. <laughs> that's going to be on my Instagram. <laughs> I got this. So mom, I know that you literally have to leave right now. You got to leave to go to your, to get to your appointment on time. Um, I wish we would have had more time, but you know, you, you don't, you don't get to, you know, dictate as to whether or not you, uh, you do a trial run for zoom or not. You know, you just, you just can't help it. There's nothing you can do. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm like <laughs> looking and like, Oh my God. I'm like, wow, we should have done this before the time we were, we set, but you know, but tacos, I bet those tacos were good. They sure were. I'll be wearing <laughs> them for a while, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I got to eat too. Uh, I had some pizza today. It was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. I, I learned, I learned a little bit and it's always good to just have these conversations. Um, yeah. If, if you haven't had a conversation with your mom lately, make sure you do it. Um, if you hadn't mm -hmm. had, if you haven't had a conversation with your son lately, uh, do it. Um, and obviously that goes for, for dads and daughters too, but, um, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that we had this mom. I was, I was really glad to have you on and it's crazy because I thought that I was going to have to literally record a beep to go over all your curse words and you kept it clean somehow. And I don't know how you kept it clean. I don't think hey. that we have ever talked for more than two minutes without you cursing. And we here just oh. talked for so long and you nailed it. Good for you. I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, there's a time and a place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I there's guess. a time and a place. But, the, but it's always just, been, you know, it's always been that time and that place. <laughs> in my vocabulary, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, my mom i remember i said a bad word one time and, and she was like floored that i even knew that was i hear it from you it was a spanish one and uh when i was growing up and uh i was like i learned them from you i mean uh, what do you kids are sponges we only know what we're taught sure right 100 percent. yeah <laughs> i love well, you i'm so glad that you brought me on i um, love you too mom i really i really do uh i really did have a good time uh getting out there um, mm. and sharing my Tropicano days, your falling out of the window days, <laughs> all the things you've done, <laughs> everything that we've, we've been through, you're growing up, um, um, how proud I am and, and everything has been an experience. Uh, it's made me grow. Uh, it's made me handle things differently as the years go by. You know, what I would have reacted one way, uh, 
I, I reacted more positively instead of negatively. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot and appreciated a lot. And uh, I love my life. You know what I mean? I love, I love you. I love my children. And um, I could never be more proud uh, of you. And um, my, my granddaughters that I hope that I get to uh, visit with them soon you know, mm-hmm. through Zoom or something. Uh, and I love, love, love when I hear y'all giggle on there mm-hmm. and tell your jokes and yeah. uh, share uh, this podcast. It's, it, 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 you're right, you do learn a lot. Yeah. And then it kind of falls into place of, huh, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And um, I really do appreciate it. Uh, it made me go back to when I was uh, a young mother Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing what I was doing and uh, knowing in the end um, you just have to pr- appreciate what what it is and yeah. enjoy the experience so uh, I really appreciate it um, and I couldn't be more proud yeah. of you and, ev- and, and everything um, I really appreciate it you made me feel really special today with including me in your podcast oh and, of course mom of course yeah and help make uh, this possible yeah oh i forgot to mention one thing if i could when i was at uh um at the hotel at the tropicana hotel i forgot Mm -hmm. to mention that i also took the bus uh because there were some people there that did want and root for me to try to do something instead of just and not that it's just being a a waitress but you know they saw potential in me and Mm -hmm. uh, i remember i when i dropped out of school I, i never got they asked me, did you get your GED? And I'm like, no. So they said, hey, they hooked me up with San Antonio College downtown and I took the bus. When did got you my, get it in 87? I did. Yep. I did get it in 87. Mm-hmm. Four years after I was set to graduate from high school. Uh, I never got the experience because I just got the, you know, that I passed in the mail. So I never got the experience of walking the stage. And I remember when I left school and all that, I literally dreamt every time it was graduation season, I can't make this up for at least 10 years and nothing less than that, that I dreamt that I walked the stage. Mm -hmm. And the only time that I walked the stage was with you when you graduated and you got that award and you were class president and topping your class, you know, all that honorable stuff. Uh, I got to experience that. and it wasn't the same, but at least um, I got that. And some of those people at El Tropicana Hotel that would just go there had a lot to do with pushing me to do more. Uh, who knows? I could have been a detective by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm so happy where I'm at. Mira la trader. Me... Mira la. T- <laughs> no, I'm out of the trader. I'm in a home now. <laughs> <laughs> but all right mom but anyway yes. thank you thank you for coming on thanks. i love thank you, you so much me. I tell love johnny you what's up i see some flowers over there oh yes for valentine's he sent them to my work mm-hmm. of course because it has to be public or it didn't happen of course uh, that's right because none of this posting stuff not everybody follows me on my Mm-mm. social media <laughs> she didn't even see it no. mira no likes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would. He 
he actually put some work into it because uh, he had to Google where I worked. But uh, he did good. It's a good way. It's a good day. It's a good life. Love you, mom. I love you too. Say hi to everyone. Yeah. Say say uh, say, say bye to the listeners. Bye, listeners. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Don't stop listening to this podcast. It's very educational, very moving, and very entertaining with them dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody! Thank you guys so much for listening. If you uh, would, or if you are inclined, follow at Gonzo Fatherhood, both on Instagram and on Facebook, and you'll be able to see videos. So you'll be able to actually see what's going on here. And I'll be posting some pictures. Uh, my mom sent me some photos that correspond with some of the stories here, and I think, uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be wrong if I didn't uh, if I didn't post those up. So if you're interested in seeing those things, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.